0: Man's got to eat better than that. You know, you got to show up. You got to have a proper beverage. You got to have something to eat. Yeah, that's right. It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Your host for this episode, Rich Warfield.
1: Loud Pipes, episode 197. We are back. With another crack at this podcast thing, I've missed it. It's been a while, and since the TT is back for 2022, I thought no better than to catch up with a good buddy, Mister Sean Birch. How are you?
0: Great, man. This is
1: it's awesome to be uh, to be back on the podcast
0: and just to hear loud pipes on the uh, air again.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. I I really did miss it. I didn't realize how much I guess how how big of how what am I trying to say? How much of a part of my life it was and. When it went away, there was a void there for sure.
0: Right. It's funny how that happens. I mean, you, you think, God, how much work it was to do it, and, and how much right. of your time it took, and like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll be glad when it's over because I, I can have more time. Mm-hmm. But, but then you get to missing it's like anything. You get to you get to missing it. I, I'll, I'll tell you when I'm on Spotify. And I'm looking through uh, <laughs> through my library, my old and I, and I see loud pipes come up there, man. It makes me nostalgic. I'm like, man, I wish I was listening to a. could pull up a couple of live episodes in the uh, something I hadn't heard. Yeah, you're like that's updated.
1: How many months ago?
0: <laughs> oh, I swear. I mean, it is just like, oh,
1: oh, good lord, look at that. That's been a while. Yeah, we and we kept the catalog up there, and I guess part of what what got us started again is we looked at the stats, and there's still like you know a couple thousand people every month still listening. So I figured it, okay, there's still interest out there.
0: Yeah, it, it's amazing rich how how many podcasts I listen to right now. I'm listening to podcasts that that aren't actually active right now. I listen to one that's uh, uh about hiking and in general but like mainly it's a guy that through hike the AT. Right. Uh and and you know I don't listen he I think he did his last one in 2020. But you know, I mean, when somebody's got a pretty big catalog and you just start listening in the back, I mean, it takes a while to catch up. So, yeah. so it's amazing to me how how many podcasts I listen to that that are on hiatus or or just you know kind of kind of random course. But you know, you still listen to them. So yeah, it's definitely I think Loud Pipes falls in that category of, of you had enough you had enough of a back catalog out there that people that are just finding you, you know, they they're, they're catching up. So so you can give them a little new give them a little new material and, and, and get a whole new generation started on it.
1: Yeah. And I guess, and you know, if someone wants to go back and listen to, so Sean's been on, you've been on a few episodes starting, yeah. I guess back in the early days and you can certainly search. So loudpipes.net is the front facing website and there is a, there's a search function there for the episodes and, and you can go back and listen to all the old times we had. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of nostalgia, we have to do something we haven't done in a while so what are you drinking my friend
0: oh let's see oh proper yes sir tonight uh it's a uh it's a cigar city
1: brewing uh
0: maduro brown ale
1: get out so you're mixing cigars and beer that's awesome
0: yeah when the wife and i go camping you know we've uh you know, we've got that that four wheel drive sprinter camper now that we're really really into, and so when we go uh, go to the mountains a lot, we'll always stop at a grocery store to stock up. You know, pretty close to wherever our destination is, and so the wife will always pick up some some interesting beer. And so this is what she got when we were gone last weekend. Uh, not not the weekend of the fourth weekend before she picked this up, and it's such really good, really good brown ale.
1: Very nice. And cigar city, that's Tampa, right? Tampa, Florida. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. Very nice. All right, well, it's going to be no surprise what I'm drinking. It is Charlotte, or I should say Mecklenburg County's finest, copper from OMB. And I don't know if I'm going to have the same sound, but it's a funky cap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew that's what you were going to have tonight, too. I was like, yeah, Mm. I bet he goes with the local.
1: Got to go with the copper, right? You got to go back to tradition.
0: You know, I usually I usually hit that when um, when we're waiting in the Charlotte airport to to catch catch a flight. You know, they've they've got it uh, on tap at a on the, at the international Trump- terminal right there. Yeah, there's a there's a bar right there. You know, where else can you get a? You know, where else can you get you know two beers and a plate of hot wings for like you know seventy five bucks? You know, while you're waiting for a plane. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's before the tip.
0: Yeah, that's before tip. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, that's just you know.
1: Well, despite the the rising cost of everything, I I grabbed a, a Sam Adams mix pack this weekend over, um, I guess it was at BJ's, and they've got a couple ones that I haven't had before. There was a something called the, I think it was called the Paddler or something like that, but it's some kind of Rattler mix that was very good, and they've got a like a tropical wheat beer, plus the usual you know traditional Boston Lager and the summer ale that I enjoyed, but but these two kind of summer light. Light beers were were very tasty.
0: Oh yeah. My my wife is all into the rattlers. Every time she sees a different one, like I think the last one she bought last week was uh like a Stiegel German uh rattler. But yeah, she likes a rattler and uh and we, we we're real big into in the summertime we, we like to do the traditional English shandy, half lemonade, half beer. So
1: you know mm. those are always good. Well before they end it, you've gotta to go to OMB over to the beer garden. They do I think they mix Captain Jack with lemonade. That's their summer shandy. Oh, sweet. Ooh, ooh, those are dangerous. (laughs) All right, well, let's move on to the TT. But first, another tradition. And do you remember what
0: that's from? uh, I know that's the song of my people. Oh, oh, yes, uh, most definitely. Was is was that your uh was that your redhead your first track bike? Is that what that was the first track bike?
1: No, 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 sir. That sound was the exhibition lap run by the Kawasaki H2R at the Isle of Man.
0: Oh, okay. No, I that's did where not that comes that. from. I did <laughs> not. Oh, okay. I honestly, I did not know. that. I was thinking that um, that, that was my bike. recording of. <laughs> yeah what i I did i actually thought it was was something y'all had uh had done either when you got the vfr or or the or the, the r6 track day bike so
1: gotcha yeah i don't know where john uh, i think john or rico found that at one point it was just an audio of of that exhibition lap and and wherever they went past they, they downshift completely to first gear and i'm like oh we need this one for a transition. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, there's a few places on the course uh, that you go all the way down it. That that actually that sounds like right there at um, at the Kate's at Kate's, uh, at, uh, at Kate's Cottage right there. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think it's at the Cottage right there.
1: Yeah, let me play it again because it's like flat out, and I'm pretty sure that's down five gears if I count it right. <laughs> Yeah, that's five. That's five down. Yeah,
0: could could be Ramsey hairpin, you know, because you're all way that's that's definitely got to step it all the way down to Ramsey hairpin. But I can't remember what the approach is to to Ramsey.
1: Well, you've got you're they're kind of flat, and then they have a little bit of a right, and then it's a a short straight breaking zone before they make that hard left at the hairpin. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't remember for sure, but it is it's. It, it is awesome to uh, to hear those bikes when they when they come by. It, it's yeah, you know, like you and I were, were talking during the during the TTS. I mean, sitting right there at Craig Nabar and mm. you know with a with a with a pint and and you know maybe just ate some fish and chips and, and sitting there and to hear those bikes come by. I mean, that's that's pretty close to heaven right there. I mean, that's mm. that's a yeah, like you said, sitting there listening to the sound of my people. Song of my people.
1: Now the the interesting thing is, and, and we have a we have a ton of topics to cover. Just to the you know just for the TT, let alone you know catching up with what you've been doing, what I've been doing. We can do a little bit of that later on in the show as well. But the first thing I noticed is because the TT hadn't run since nineteen, and this was the first time. Well, this would almost three years since they run. Um, a lot of the guys have been running short circuit racing, so it was neat to see. Like the Ramsey hairpin, for example, hard on the braking, throwing out the leg dangle before they before they tuck it in and make the turn. You know,
0: you know, it's it's funny, but in, in the coverage they did talk about that. They did say, "Oh, look at that! Look at that short track. Uh,
1: yep, you know, yeah, short
0: track experience coming in. That leg dangle, that uh you know, Valentino Rossi leg dangle." And it, it it is it's it's funny, but but those guys may have may have never thought about that before you know you hit those short tracks and and, and, and learn everybody's a little doing bit, it yeah yeah now everybody's doing it so you know, every little bit you pick up like that but if you're purely just a just a road racer you know doing the doing the Northern Ireland and uh, and, and the TT and and things like that and then and and then now you're exposed to something completely different having to run the, yeah. the short circuits and you learn a little bit
1: oh even at the track days like I'm running the intermediate group now with with pre mostly. And you get a couple of fast guys every now and then they go blowing by you into the turn and they've got the leg out, hauling it down and making you look like a noob. So <laughs> even seeing it in track days. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I know I've done it
0: just a few times in, in actual, in, in real life situations to where I've come into a corner too hot and needed to like, pull my whole chest up into the wind so everything you've got you know gives you a little resistance so you can try to try to slow it down you know and was basically just for self-preservation so you know
1: you're like a kid on a bicycle where you're you've lost brakes and you just you just throw the sneakers on the deck (laughs) trying to bring it to a halt (laughs) that's right
0: there you go just just throw out the anchors everything you can throw it out trying to slow it down
1: yeah I thought about doing it once on the track just as a, as a joke, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I had, I had had the, the opportunity where Alan was there with a new bike and he admittedly he's, he's quicker than me on the track most days, but he was shaking down and getting used to a new bike. So, and I was riding, you know, the bike i have been riding for two years. So I had a couple opportunities to go by him and I was, <laughs> I was hauling it into turn one at CMP and I was going to throw the leg out just to show off a little bit, but. I couldn't pull it off.
0: It is funny when you go past those, uh, like if, like at the, they do it at the Isle of Man, they they do it at uh, at track days, and they do it uh, like at the tail of the dragon. You know, they have professional photographers out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like at the curves taking pictures, and I know especially in the in my early days of riding, like especially like when you go over to the Tale of the dragon you know, you'd know the camera was there. So man, you try to put on a, just a mean lean angle so it looked good. Yep. Then you see the picture, man, and you're like straight up and down. I mean, just like looks totally opposite to what you think it looks, you know. And I said, so I think that would be my fear would be on a track day and like dangling leg is that and then you, you fall. think you're looking like Yeah, you think like look like Valentino Rossi and then you just look like a jackass with your leg hanging out there. You know, this, it's like, this guy looks, looks like he's dude? about to crash. Yeah, this this guy looks pretty loose in the saddle there. <laughs> yeah that would be my luck just just how terrible it would come out on on film
1: uh they they are humbling. I will say that in all of my track day experience, that is the most humbling experiences. You think you're going super fast, you know I've got my head down and butt off the seat, and you get the pictures, and it's just oh, you're like, no, I'm not
0: <laughs> you're like yeah that that looks yeah that that's not I'm not even leaning over you know that's that's almost it looks like straight up and down <laughs> or or you know you you at a time when you really think you're doing fast and then somebody just comes along and, and humbles you. I mean, uh-huh. when we were at the, when we were uh, at the TT the Isle of Man in 17, you know, we, we were going up and we were on the mountain, we we're on the mountain mile. And, and now it was me and my wife two up on a touring bike, you know, we're on the, on the, on the 98 uh, Pan European. And, and, you know, I wasn't giving it too much stick because, you know, I say I've, I've got my wife on the back. So we're, <laughs> we're doing, you know, we're doing about 90, but you know, 90 pretty quick with two people on a, on a, Touring bike, you on know, in a foreign road. country, yeah, yeah, just on on a, on a mountain road, and we're and we're doing like ninety, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. And a guy comes by me on a BMW S1000RR about one fifty. I mean, just sucks the pain off of us like we're just standing still. And it's like uh-huh. then two guys come right behind him. Like you know, it just you know, it just it puts your puts your speed so much in perspective. <laughs> you know, you're doing ninety, and these guys come by you at one hundred and fifty. Yeah, but it's. It's uh, it was that way that when we did the Nurburgring ring too, uh, uh, that time that, you know, we're out there. I just wanted to do a lap. We just wanted to do a lap. I wasn't trying to be fast, but we were probably 90 or a hundred in some stretches, but God, there was, you know, Lamborghinis and, 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 um, Ferraris just blowing past us. You know, hell, there was one old, like an 80 something model, uh, BMW that was kind of, I mean, it must've been kind of a track car. I mean, it looked like it was, it was built, but I mean, it, it just like a little square bodied, you know, uh, BMW and man, he come by, us. you know, so pretty humbling. Only thing we needed was a Volkswagen rabbit to come by us or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about the TT for 22. So let's do it. Oh man, where to start? I guess the, one of the big things I want to talk about is the coverage. So the TT plus this year, live app, all of the racing available live. And of course on demand for what? Twenty four bucks or something. It was twenty four ninety five US. I think it was like. It's, was it was it was twenty like twenty um, pounds or something. Or? Like yeah,
0: like nineteen pounds yeah. or, and or, or or twenty euros, nineteen pounds, twenty euros, or twenty four ninety five US. And I mean. <laughs> It it was such to me, it was such great coverage. I, I was man, okay. I was one of the first people to put, put my money down on that. Oh, I can I can watch it live or or on mm. demand mm-hmm. for 25 bucks, you know, shut up and take my money. That that that's awesome. <laughs> it was funny how much it uh how much it showed you why that hasn't been done before. This was the perfect yeah. platform to do that on. A live streaming program
1: Yep. per like perfect pay-per-view. program
0: to do. Right, like pay-per-view. You could not have done that on live TV. I mean, as, as many times as I've wanted to see it live, you know, years when I couldn't go and I, I'm at home and I want to watch. You have to watch it a week later. And then it's just highlights. Uh, you're like, man, if I could if I could see it live. But, but it really it really showed you it revealed why you can't do it with the, with the weather delays right? and the delays because of the accidents. Uh, you know, it showed you how it would be a nightmare if, if you're trying to program a, a television, you know, channel, and then you're delayed. What do you do? What do you do to fill the time? So it, 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 show, it really did reveal why that, but, but it's okay. Cause, cause this is the only thing you're paying for. I'm paying for this. Exactly. This is all I want to know about is the, is the race uh, and, well, and, and I think it, I think it's
1: great. And for, for me, especially, I know you've been there a couple of times and so, you, so you've seen it live. You've, you've gone through the whole, the whole fortnight experience as well. And for me, it was like overload. I have to be honest because up until now I have purchased the review program that comes out at the end of the season. So you get a couple hours of content. They don't shove They don't show the races in full. It's like, hey, here's a review of the Superbike race, and here's SuperSport 1 and 2, and here's the sidecar races, and they condense it down into like one DVD, which is is great content. It's great to watch. They've got some onboard lap videos. But for me, this was overload. I mean, to watch every session, or not practice, but qualifying days, all the race days, all the commentary, all the features in between, like you said, fill in time when there was a, a red flag or rain or something with all those other like pre-produced pieces, just overload that that's kind of how I felt when the the two weeks was over, I was just overloaded.
0: (laughs) And, And I think that, that that's a, that's a real fair assessment of it, but I will, I'll say, you know, from having been over there in person to see it and then watching it over the years, like you said, on the on the re like Speed Vision used to have it uh, at eleven o'clock at night, like like two weeks after the TTs, yeah at eleven o'clock at night you could catch the uh the all week, you could catch the replays. Um the this this coverage was as close as you could get to being there without being there. It, it really gave you a real flavor of it. I mean, and I think they did a great job. And it it really disappointed me how many people online just ran them down? Oh, this is terrible, and this is crap, and, you know, we, we need this. You know, I will say the first day, it started off a little sketchy on the first yeah. practice day.
1: The it, feed it was kind of rough sketchy. the first day. The
0: yeah. feed was rough. They, they didn't, you know, and i say they're just like, it was new. They're, they're getting their feet wet. But, I mean, if you tell me I can spend 25 bucks and I can get that kind of access, and, you know, even if I can't watch it live, and I, I'll tell you, I was actually on – on medical leave during uh, the the first week of the the practice week, you know, qualifying week. So I was up every morning when it was live. I, as soon as it was live, I, I I turned my I was up, turned my TV on, and I was I was following it. But you know, to be able to do that, you know, from South Carolina, and and to see that, it, it's just amazing. And then you know that when I went back to work uh, during race week, I could come home and I could watch the races when I got home. I mean, that's just It was it was magical. It was it was awesome, and I I just I'm so glad that somebody pulled it together uh, finally because I think we've been talking about it for a few years. Last year, there were a lot of people. If you followed a lot of the Facebook pages, a lot of people were doing Facebook Live, from and that was from the course, yeah, yeah, from the course. Yeah, they were doing people doing Facebook Live, so you could kind of follow different feeds uh, and and pick up live coverage. And I think that may have been maybe what pushed them to do it. They were seeing how many people were we're able to do that, you know?
1: Well, and you start to see, you know, someone doing it live on Facebook is one thing, but someone does it live on Facebook and then you see like a hundred thousand views or a half million views. Then they realize, okay, that there's an, there's a market here for streaming. And let's just look at the, the, you know, the circuit racing. I mean, you've got the MotoGP app, which is, is the most well done experience. I think that's out there. It's, it's expensive it, but I think it's worth it.
0: Better it better be for what you would up. Yeah, feel yeah, there. it's it what,
1: 176 be a year yeah. now, I
0: think. 100 yeah, 170 something bucks a year. It better be
1: the best feed ever. But you've got that. So I, I have it all. I have that. I have World Superbike streaming which shame on you Dorna for not giving us an app. That's just there's, there's no excuse. <laughs> and and Moto America has a actually has a better experience than World Superbike as far as I'm concerned for the the app, it's on Roku um, it's cheaper, you know, although that's going up this year too. So.
0: Yeah. I was glad to see that the, uh, the, the TT plus was actually had an app on some TV programs. I I was, uh, I hate that I didn't have one,
1: but yeah, we watched it almost exclusively on Roku except for the times when I was on my PC. And then of course through the browser, but the, the streaming on that, the the quality was top notch. The video, the video quality was well done. The production, the the crew that they had. I mean, they had commentators. They had, you know, well known figures from from the island. Who was that? The woman who did the luge. Uh, what was her name? You know, what I'm talking oh, about. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I know like exactly. Kate what you're talking or something. About she is a, uh, yeah, she is a um, a skeleton. Skeleton. She does the, not luge, uh, yeah. the skeleton. Yeah. She's a gold medal. She's a a British, uh, gold medal winner. So you've got uh, like that.
1: But then you had, you know, former racers, you have the, the fastest female around the TT, um, Jenny, Jenny Tinmouth, Tinmouth. That's her name. Yep. Jenny Tinmouth. So, so having her, you know, give her perspective at, you know, as a current and former racer, just the blend of people they had on air, I thought was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I did. I did too. I mean, they had a really good, uh, Really good mix. Some of the some of the uh, some of the old favorites that that have always been on the on the uh,
1: sure yeah. If
0: you if you if you watch the feed over the years when they do the uh, I say I, I'm trying to think who did I think ITV is actually who used to always do the the feed for the for the TT and all, all those guys that were uh, presenters they they were there and and so it felt you know and they also had a, a couple of racers too that were just they should have been at the TTs this year, but they weren't, you know, and so that, that actually added a little bit of flavor to it as well. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that was good. And yeah, I'm, i I will pay for that every year as long as they offer it and it you know doesn't, absolutely. Doesn't, I mean, you know, I, 500 bucks. So
0: yeah, that's the thing is, is let's hope that they don't get too much success and go, Oh yeah. Well, you know, you, you liked it for 25 bucks. So let's see if you pay a hundred bucks for it. So, you know, and that's, Let's, let's hope it doesn't get like that, but I was super impressed with it. I mean, it it really, the only problem was, is it really made me miss being at the Isle of Man to watch Mm. the races. I mean, it was just, oh, it made me want to be there so bad.
1: We got to go maybe for a future show. We talk about, uh, putting together a trip. So yeah, I've, I've got topics all over the place, but I'm just going to throw these at you and we'll see where they go. Um, John McGinnis, hundred starts. That's just
0: that's awesome. That is uh, insane. Uh, and and that was um that that guy's just such a superstar over there. I mean, just just you know his his career, especially his his early career. He was one of those that was a that was a when he was a young man first coming on the scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just went you know zero to a hundred. He just started winning like right off the bat. I mean, it was like. I mean, he. I think he podiumed as well. I think his first year. I think he was telling the story. I think his first year, he did really well, but but he didn't. You know, he was he was kind of like you would expect, but he was in the top ten, which is just unprecedented. And then like the next year out, he starts winning. He like won like the one two five class, and then then just started winning. I mean, it's kind of like the you know like Mar- Marquez's career was in in MotoGP. You know, he was just this young kid, and when he comes on the scene, he just starts.
1: Just you know, dominating
0: yeah. and, and just yeah, kicking butt, just dominating, and, and really just you know it, it's it's just like it, so those people you don't see but every twenty years come through you know and and to see him you know because because it's funny but you know he shared a podium with Joey Dunlop he he's been out there that long that he shared a podium with with Joey Dunlop
1: okay so, so here, that's, here's another
0: that's pretty special
1: here's another thought then so there was. Obviously the commentators talked about it and I think John's talked about himself about this possibly being his last TT, but let's look at he was fifth in the Superbike race, the RST Superbike race in the super stock race. He was ninth and in the senior TT, he was also ninth. So not slow by any means, you know, and it's, it's funny because, you know, I was,
0: I was thinking about that. He really did. I mean, If you looked at it in in one perspective, Mm. he was so far off the pace. He he wasn't. It wasn't like he was really close to winning any of those races.
1: No, but But still not people. Not but but people
0: don't understand. No, but people don't understand what a huge what a huge deal it is to be in the top ten of the TTS. I mean, at at, at any one of those races, and and it really is. I mean, it's such that's such rare air. And, you know, this guy's 50 years old. He's had 100 starts now. Yeah. He's, you know, got, you know, the, the third or fourth most wins now. Uh, and, and he's still out there in the top 10. I mean, but, you know, I actually watched, if you watched the, um, the piece they had with him where he went through all 100 starts and they were, you know, him and, uh, the other presenter were at the pub and talking about his story. He, he said, you know, people keep saying, if oh, this is my last TT, he said, but I just, I love it so much. He said, I don't know why I would stop doing something that I, you know, that I love so much. He said, you know, one day I probably won't be, you know, won't be fast enough to be out here. He said, but, you know, as long as I am. So I, I really, I wonder about that. It's, it's, it's not a sport that you see many old men, you know, no, it's, uh, certainly it's not. it's one of those things that it's, it's a young man's game, and, and is it's a couple of reasons. Either you're smart enough to get out, or or it, it doesn't suffer fools. You know, you don't. It doesn't suffer you to hang around when when you're past your prime. But he really looks so good out there. Like I say, it it. it but to me, it just it does show how far the sport has come. It shows yeah. how far the sport has come. It shows how how uh, how good the talent is, and it shows how far the bikes have come too. For sure. Just to see. You know, where the lap times from where he won all those races back when he first started and then what the lap times are now and then how far he is off the pace. Because the funny thing is, is he hasn't slowed down that much. It's
1: that others have just gotten picked it up. Yeah. I mean, Peter Hickman is just an animal.
0: Peter Hickman. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's unreal what, you know. You know him and Dean Harrison, and you know Ian Hutchinson didn't do a whole lot. You know he, he's been you know kind of plagued by injuries for for a good many years. He's had a couple of bad crashes, but
1: yeah,
0: but he's another one that's just it was just just tearing it up. And but Michael Dunlop, you know Michael Dunlop's always he's been my favorite for for years. You know, and to to see him go out there and, and do what he does, I mean to win his you know
1: yeah twentieth twenty first yeah
0: yes, I mean to win his twentieth and twenty, he should have won his twenty second as as well. You know if he hadn't had a mechanical in the Super Twin. Then you know he he would have
1: had three wins, you know. Yeah, but he is, and for whatever reason, I don't know if if the bike suits him or whatever. But he's an animal on the supersport on the 600 machine. Yeah, I mean it's, it's ridiculous. It's funny
0: because he's such a big guy. Yeah, he's a and big I mean, He'll dude. tell you that. <laughs> he said, you know, he is a a, you know, he said he is a. I mean, he's a huge bloke, and and to do as well as he does on the smaller bike, it's just almost counterintuitive, but it's. It just works, and he is—he just he handles that bike so well. And I think it's just a at that at that track and at those speeds, it's a confidence thing. Yeah. And you know, he's won on the super bikes before, and he and he's you know he can win on the thousand CC's. And you've seen him out there, and you've seen him do it, and he does well. But it's something about that six hundred that he just knows how far he can take it. Yeah, you've seen him uh, up on the mountain you've seen him come so close to that curb and you know all, all that road the whole the whole course or every road you ride on actually in in uh in England in in the UK in uh Isle of Man they all have that curb that coping on the side of the road so you've seen him come along and be leaned over far enough where he has to lift his knee so he doesn't hit that curb and that, that coping on the side of the road yep. so that's that's how he's that's how close he's handling that bike i mean it is it's just something to see, and it's, you well, know, for, for him and his family legacy, for him to be out there doing that is just, to me, it's just, it's, it's magical to see that.
1: Well, and you had made a statement about how far off the pace McGinnis was, even finishing fifth. So the RST Superbike race, the average speed for McGinnis was 126.7. Michael Dunlop's winning speed for Supersport Race 1, and they were faster in Race 2, but for Race 1, it was 126.8. So, his his average pace on a supersport bike was just a tick faster than McGinnis on the superbike. On the superbike, yeah. So that puts it all in perspective.
0: Yeah, it it really does. I mean, and he's just, you know, I mean, everybody's just got their favorite bike. Everybody's got their favorite race. Yeah. You know, so it's just that's his niche. That that six hundred race is just. I mean, like I say, the super twin was the, was the same. He he was just as comfortable on that super twin, you know, if it hadn't gave up the coast about three quarters of the way around that last lap, you know, it was, uh, it would have been, it definitely would have been, I really wanted to see him and Peter Hickman have a proper battle to to see who could win that race. Uh, and it was unfortunate that a mechanical took him out. But so I think it was probably still a coin flip. I, I think Michael could have done it, but I think it was probably still a coin flip because, I mean, Peter Hickman was just, completely awesome out there all week all week
1: yeah so just just to cover a couple of other results real quick we're we're not going to go through all of it obviously we have show notes and we'll have links to results if if anyone still you know hasn't seen it at this point but yeah peter hickman takes the superbike race um over 130 mile an hour so that was that was very fast and of course we already mentioned michael dunlop won super sport one um we'll come back to the sidecars in a second the super stock race, Peter Hickman again, also over 130 mile an hour, which was very cool. And then he said the Bennett's Super Twin again, Peter Hickman. Dunlop comes in for Super Sport two, and then the big one, the senior, of course, Hickman again on his uh, Gas Monkey Garage BMW M1000RR. <laughs> Get you some of that. Get you some. Yeah, that and thing was looking good, wasn't it?
0: It it, it really it, it it was. I was so happy to see that those guys got together that Richard Rollins uh, and the Gas Monkey team was able to sponsor yeah you know Peter Hickman in those you know i think three of the three of the four races he won he was on the Gas Monkey FHO bike correct and and, and they tried to do it back in like 19 and it fa- and the deal kind of fell through right at the last minute they were trying to do it and of course it didn't have races in 20 and 21 but they were able to get it together for, for, for 22. And, and that was just, I mean, I think that was good for everybody involved. I think, I mean, I saw, you know, Richard Rollins over there and just what a blast he had. And just, you know, I follow him on, on Instagram and just the, the post he makes about you know how much fun he had over there, and I could just I could just you know hear it in his voice because you know, I, I remember being over there for the first time and just you, the, the experiences you have and it, it's just nothing like it and I I know that they'll always be back I know that's one of those things that he's he's got the money he'll be back next year especially with all the success he had
1: oh yeah this. Year. But and he was drinking it, really it up, was. like you said. He oh, he was. was. Just you know, he, he
0: always had a beer in his hand, walking around, and they always made sure to they always passed him the champagne after the end of the uh, at the ceremony. So because they know that that's that's who he is, and it, it was it, it was great. Everybody there just seemed to be having such a blast, and it was because you could see that those guys have been away from this for three years, and just all that pent up energy, all that you know, oh, yeah. you had them to do what you love, and then all of a sudden you can come back and do it it's just huge. It's you know, and you could you could see it in all the racers and all the um you know the officials and spec like I can say the, the the marshals and all. I mean I know they've missed it. You know, it's it's a job but it's a you know it's the it's a job you love so it's it's you can't wait for it to come back and all the spectators and all the it's just it's such a big time. Such it it's I mean I get I, I smiled ear to ear the whole time I was watching the feed. It was it yeah, was it was
1: completely. it was great. The energy just you know yeah. I imagine when I finally make it I'm gonna be like Richard Rawlings. I'm just gonna be, you know, head over heels with the excitement like
0: you, and yeah, overload. You, you and it's like you can't see, you can't see and do everything. You, you yeah. you're, you're going crazy because you want to do it all. You want to see it all. You don't know where to start. But it's mm-hmm. it really is. It's such a it's such a good time. And, it, and it's 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 like one of those experiences that you know I say it's a once in a lifetime experience. But there's so many people that they couldn't imagine doing anything else with their holiday, but going to the Isle of Man for the races. You know, I know friends of mine that that did it for years. Uh, My buddy, Eddie Wright that I uh, knew from the Goldwing forum and we, and we've ridden together uh, many times over the years. He, 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 for, I don't know how many years was a marshal. Him and his wife would go over and they would marshal at the, at the TTs. And, and that was their, that was one of their holidays every year for the fortnight. They'd go over and do that. Um, and, and you know, there's, there's just so many people that that that's, that is what they do. They go over, or they go over and watch. They've got their places that they stay every year that they camp. Uh, I actually follow a guy on uh, Instagram called uh, Around the World Paul, and it's a guy that rides motorcycles around the world. That's that's what he does. He's uh, kind of a sponsored rider, has a lot of uh, a lot of sponsors, and he he went over there. He actually his wife's from the U.S. and he met her uh, over there, and they stayed for the for the fortnight. And I was uh, actually talking to him uh on instagram and and it was his first trip over and just you know what a huge what a huge thing it was for him i was kind of telling him what to do and where to go and 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 it was uh it's it's neat kind of seeing it through his eyes being over there for the first time so it's it's definitely worth the experience it's just it's you know gotta go gotta go gotta go you gotta talk rico into it you and rico go over and and, and go
1: you know so all right little side tangent here I i don't know if anyone else felt as silly as i did but it took me a while to realize that Fortnite was not a thing it was just two weeks <laughs> it's two weeks i know <laughs>
0: it's it's the it's it, it's just the english in their quirky way it's the, it's the british in their quirky way a fortnight is is two weeks and i thought it was like that-
1: a celebration or or like a an event that you went to at the tt I swear, for like a year, I <laughs> I used the word and talked about it, and then didn't realize it just means two weeks, you bonehead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, now all the kids, I think it. Well, it's like a it's like a video game now
1: too. Yeah, like Fortnite is it's a like, game. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's a game. So
0: I think that's all they know it for. But it's, I say, I, I'm not I'm not ashamed to tell you this, but the only reason I really know, I'll say this the first way, I, I know because I've been to to England and and I have so many um, British friends. But the reason I originally know what Fortnite means, if you've ever seen the Mike Myers movie, "So I Married an Axe Murderer," you know where his his dad is explaining about the uh, the Bintavaret that uh, that that you know the secret society that rules the world, and and he talks about the uh, he talks about hating Colonel Sanders, and he says, "How could you hate the colonel?" He said it's a well-known fact that he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly, smart ass. So <laughs> that's that's how I know what fortnight means. Okay. Cuz cuz the colonel puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it every 2 weeks, you know, every fortnight. So
1: That's funny. I think it's called salt,
0: by the way. Yeah, uh, well that's that, <laughs> that's true too. It's, 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 it's the crispy skin that mainly does it.
1: Oh man, you're making me hungry, Stop. I <laughs> so
0: now, now I want fried chicken. So
1: I had a, a like a Caesar salad with boring chicken for dinner so now you're making me hungry. Oh, see now yeah you, uh, you, you can't can't kick roll like that i know on a recording night man's got to eat better than that man's
0: got to eat better than that you know you got to show up you got to have a proper beverage you got to have something to eat yeah that's right you can't have your stomach grumbling on the uh on the <laughs> audio record and have to have to put that i have to uh, edit that out
1: yeah i got some beef sticks nearby though i keep keep my manly up for the show
0: i got you but yeah the 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 racing this year was i want to say that it was it was really good. I think it was really exciting. It was some really good racing.
1: Um well, I was and, I was and perspective too. Let's not forget, this was the first time we got to see the whole race unfold without just a review of, you know, you talk about a race that goes for nearly two hours long and you get to watch it for two hours, not just a twenty minute recap i right. forget that part too. Right?
0: And, and, and I'll say too, that is the one bonus that you get, you know, they say sometimes it's better to watch it at home when you watch it in person. There's no, I mean, there's no feeling you, you can't, you know, you can't duplicate that. There's nothing you could do to duplicate that. But when you, you know, this is a 37 and three quarter mile track. So you get to see one part of it and then it's another, you know, 20 minutes before they come back, you right. know, so right. it's, you know, you get to see that one, that one part, but, but watching it, you know, on TT Plus, I mean, you get to see the on you get to see the helicopter shots, you get to see the whole thing. You know, and so it really was an exciting race, and you could watch it live, and that was. But you know, but like I said, the racing was was so good this year. Uh, I think everybody was real real thrilled to get there. I was I was glad to see, um, you know, some of the up and comers like like Dominic Herbison, you know, who a lot of people know from the um, the. The documentary that that he did they did about the uh, that him and his dad were on i think it was the that was the he was the one that was on the um the and t uh, special the the space between on the uh, religion of sports. Oh, you know, that, okay. they, they, that was he. he, he okay. You know they, they followed they followed him as a as a privateer. They also followed James Hillier who as a professional, but they followed yeah. Dominic Herbison. But but I knew him because of that documentary, and then to see him go out and do as well as he did. I mean, he was constantly in the top ten. I mean, that guy's he's going to be sponsored. It, it, unfortunate. he had a bad wreck the last the last lap of the senior. You know, he had a bad, he's, he's okay, but he had a bad wreck the, the last rap, uh, lap of the senior.
1: Yeah. I was so, going to say but, he got, he, he's got t- 10th and super bike, uh, ninth and super sport one. I'm looking down the rest of them. Yeah. Eighth and super stock.
0: Yeah. Uh, he, he was just, you know, that top 10 is that, that's the yep. magic number for privateers. If the privateers can break into that top 10, they know they can get some, some sponsorship. For sure. So he, he's at that level now. I was, I was, I was really glad to see him doing well. I, I hated that, uh. That he ended up banged up at the at the end of it, but he it wasn't too bad. He and he, he'll be back. Uh, also, I, I'm I'm just one of those that you know I've uh, just the the Isle of Man has a special place to me, so I like to see local yeah. banksmen do really well. So yep. Connor Cummins just he had another he had another good TT. Now we want to see him on that top step. He's just not quite there yet. I mean, he's got a great ride. He's on that Malenko Paget's by. You know it's uh. It, it's, you know, he's got a good team. He's just, he's just not quite, you know, he, just, he yeah. just, everything needs to fall in place to get him up there. But he he had a couple of podiums. So it was good to see, it was good to see Connor
1: Cummins there. Yeah, and, you know, was, Dean Harrison. What was he, second in superstock? I think it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he
0: was second in superstock and uh,
1: third in the, he gave third in the senior. Third in the senior. That's right.
0: Yeah. That's right. Third in the senior. So, so, you know, he, he's had a, uh, he had a really good, uh, really good TT. In fact, you know, he owns. A, he's a, like, I say, he's a local guy. And he owns a uh, a coffee shop there called Conrad's.
1: Yeah, saw that. And,
0: yeah, I've been there. I've uh, we uh, we were on the island. We we went to, had to go to his place. Of course, I got a couple of stickers uh, from there and drank a couple of coffees and and got to see. It. So it, it's just neat to you know you just kind of had to pull your uh, pull some favorites out that you want to watch. It just kind of makes it a little more real. I'm always been a big. Dunlop fan, I you know Peter Hickman and those guys and 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 John McGuinness. I, I like to see them do well. So you kind of, kind of, kind of pick you know a different couple different categories. Pick a couple of privateers that you're really pulling for, and then a couple of the, couple of the well knowns that you want to see do well as you know as well. But it's it's funny though because it's not like in MotoGP you kind of got a favorite racer and then you don't like the other guys because you've got a favorite racer and you want to see your guy do good. But it's not like that in no. in road racing. I mean, all those guys they, they want to see each other do good. You know, they yeah. want to win, of course, but but they don't you know, they don't wish for somebody else to have a mechanical. They they want, you know, they they'll help you. You see these guys in the in the pits helping each other. I mean, for you know, and there's no there's no reason for it other than they just love the sport and that's and that's how they grew up. You know, they grew up, you know, racing the local roads and, and helping each other, you know.
1: Yeah. That's really so cool it, to it's see. It's really
0: a different it's different it's a different feel, you know.
1: And I like the, you know, I like the variety of of bikes this year. I, you know, uh, Yamaha was back. I don't know when they last raced at at the TT, but it was cool to hear the R ones out there. Make, oh, yeah. singing, making their noise again. That was pretty cool. But yeah, BMWs were up front. Kawasaki's. Well, BMWs
0: really. They they came back with the vengeance. I mean, I think they've, you know, they haven't been dominant. In a few years, they've 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 kind of been you know they've been they they were they were good for several years, and it's been a couple of years, and then now, man, they came back with a vengeance, you know. So they they looked really good, and you know to have have a guy like Peter Hickman on your bike doesn't hurt.
1: No, know, so, not at all. You know. Well, the other interesting thing is the Super Twin class. So you know, Moto America and World Superbike, the uh, the Super Sport, the Super Sport class or Next Gen Super Sport, whatever they call it, is kind of going through transition with you know, bikes like the R6, not, not main for the street anymore and things like that. So the super twin race, it was cool to see the, the Aprilia RS660 take second place with Lee Johnson. It was pretty neat.
0: Right. That was, that was uh, awesome to see. I mean, I like any, you know, any non-mainstream, you know, manufacturer like that, like Aprilia. I mean, like I'm, I'm thrilled to see Aprilia doing so well, uh, you know, in, in MotoGP, you know how many wins they've got this year with uh, Alicia Spagro and then to see them come to the TT and and do so well. I mean that's that's just a just a big yep. big boost for for Aprilia and that and that manufacturer.
1: And the bike is so, doing very well in Moto America in the in the Twins Cup, so awesome. That's yep. that's that's great. So yeah, it's just neat to see you know, neat to see bikes like that. That's actually one that's on my list for for a track day bike i've been thinking i want something a little lighter you know knock the power down a little bit something lighter something modern you know with all the whiz bang stuff on it and the the rs660 is pretty much on the top of the heap at the moment
0: yeah it's 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 one of those things though is you got to think about uh got to think about spare parts and repair though you know when you're doing it yourself when you're not a sponsored rider so yeah you may want to you may want to you may want to consider whether you go with uh, something uh, an, an an exotic foreign bike before you know. You might want to stick with your Hondas and your Yamahas. or uh, well, the old, a, the relative you know. Yeah, the, the old the old
1: Gixxer of, is, is plentiful in the parts department. So I hey, you guys, right? I like Get, my 750. I mean, you, you
0: know, you, there you go. You know, you find you can find plenty of parts for those bikes and, and at a reasonable price. You start getting into uh, anything exotic, especially Italian, yeah, it gets a little pricey. Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, some track day news um, before we get back to the TT. But I don't know if I t- told you this or not. But I won a new track bike at a raffle. What? Yeah. So at my last track day, it was with Pre, and it was at VIR South Course. I had a terrible track day experience, which we can cover at another, another time.
0: <laughs> another time.
1: You know, ended up with four stitches for my son and and a broken bike. Again, an, another a story for another. show. that's
0: a, that's a whole different story, a whole different uh,
1: episode. But it's also the annual fundraiser for the air fence. So so pre is big on safety, and they they put money into air fence and they deploy it, you know, everywhere that it's available. And they're really big on that that air fence technology. So it's their big fundraiser, and they were doing a raffle for a 2006 GSXR 1000 fully track prepped, you know, Olin's. You know, kit forks. I think it's got a like a Penske double clicker. Man. Track body it, work. Everything. Just, you know, it's very nice.
0: You know, it's it's lucky. Just guys like you. You know, that's why if I, <laughs> if I see you if I see you buy a raffle ticket, I just don't even buy one. I just, you know what? I never I mean, win just, anything. Just take my money. Just take my money because this guy's gonna win it. I never know?
1: even win the door prize. I mean <laughs> I bought I, I just wanted to donate to the air fence, honestly. So I got a right. couple tickets on the way, on the way home on Saturday night and Sunday morning, I get a text from somebody saying, Hey, I see you're going up in displacement, not down with your track bike. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, you won the raffle bike. You won a Gixxer 1000? No way. It's like, I've been looking at an RS660 and now I got a, you know, a leader bike dropped in my lap.
0: (laughs) Man, that's great. That is, that's awesome. I did not know that though. That is, that is awesome. I'm I'm so happy for you. I know you'll, uh, know you'll be happy with that.
1: Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were on Slack or not, but yeah, I'll, send, you, I'll send you some pictures. I can put one in oh, awesome. the show notes, yeah. too. Sure. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's, I guess, back to the TT. My other thing is just the, the diversity of bikes and the variety now. We can switch to, to sidecar a little bit. I didn't realize, I I don't know if it's new for this year or they had it in 19, but you can have a 600cc four-cylinder, the traditional streamer. You can also do a 675 triple which of course is a triumph. And I know that ran in 19, but you can also do a 900 CC twin. And there was a team running that this year with the the KTM 890.
0: That, that was brand new this year. That is a prototype bike. And that was Dave Mullen. You speaking of Manx, man. That is Dave. That sounded
1: fantastic.
0: It did, but he is the most famous sidecar. Yeah. You know, right now he, he is the, uh, he is the winningest, uh, TT sidecar, uh, racer. And he is a absolute legend uh, at yep. TTS and on the Isle of Man. He is a manxman. He he has pushed the sport um, as far a, as it is now. He he's the one that that kind of pushed it. Now now everybody you hear about now is is Ben and Tom Birchall, of course, yep. and those guys. Those guys are awesome, and they're doing so much for the sport. They have kind of picked up the torch. Well, from they had Dave.
1: A, Sorry, they had a new bike this year too, wasn't it? all they, new. They
0: did. They, yeah. they did they built a new they still they're still using the uh, the Honda 600 platform yeah, LCR but but yeah but they they changed their chassis so they could lower the profile of the bike they actually leaned their motor more forward and they actually have more travel in their suspension uh, by doing a, a double chain system in the back. Yeah. So they're doing two. They're doing a two-chain system, which is kind of risky because that gives you, you know, twice the another chance. Another point to, of failure. Yeah. Yeah. Another point of failure. Yeah. But th- those guys. I mean. I mean. There again, everything those guys touch just just you know turns to gold. But but and the funny thing is, is those guys build the chassis for like the top racers out there as well. The guys they're racing against, they mm-hmm. they built the bikes for most of them. like the guys that were coming in. The uh, the the crows that were coming in second to them. Uh, all the time you know they they built their old bike right (laughs) yeah it's on the virtual's old bike yeah from from a couple years ago you know so (laughs) it's that there that you know it's that kind of community there again it's like yes i'm racing against you but i'm going to help you try to beat me you know i want to keep it competitive and that's kind of what dave molyneux if you saw the interviews with with dave molyneux uh he he'd been pushing to get the regulations changed so they can get that ktm uh motor in, in there so he Actually, you know, and he knew this was going to be kind of a throwaway year. He said, "I know I can't take a bike this new, yeah, and and be super successful with it, but I want to get it out there. I want to test it. I want to get other people." So that's what he did. Because I think the problem they said they're running into is the bikes they're using now. The parts are getting too hard to find. They're not making, well, yeah, you know, that manufacturers aren't making these motors. So you got to find something that's in production now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's good to see because you see it in, like I said before, in Super Sport where. You know, the the R six, for example, is track only if you buy one, you know, that's not available for the street. So the numbers are gonna go down and you know, people just aren't buying six hundreds in general, so they're not making as many and they're getting harder and harder and harder to find. So that it's an interesting option. And I was surprised not to see more triumph triples, to be honest. But but yeah, that that KTM eight ninety, that's that's a cool platform. And he was fourth. I'm looking at the stats here. He was fourth. Both races yeah. and fair, right. fair to say he was the best of the rest.
0: The best of the rest. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Is he <laughs> because the top three were pretty top three were solid. Yep. yep. You know the Burchills, the Crows, and uh, and Peter Founds and uh, yep. and and Jevin Wormsley. I mean those guys were, they were fighting. For, well, you might as well say that the virtuals are unless they have a mechanical or or, or something just happens those guys yeah. are winning and then cuz it was had a the,
1: uh, it was a 4 mile an hour gap if you look at race 2 right it's it's yeah virtuals yeah. were 1174 uh peter founds was 1171 you got the crows at the high 116 and then you know dave comes in at at 112 and then it you know it drops drops from there so yeah right. a good 4 mile an hour gap but yeah, the, the best of the rest, I guess, is a good way of saying it.
0: And, and you know, and, and and as we've talked about before, uh Loud Pipes once again proudly mm-hmm. sponsored a, a sidecar, <laughs> team. even if inadvertently they Even not by accident. <laughs> even if by accident, it was it was good good to see Loud Pipes podcast out there on the the sidecar outfit, the number nineteen of Greg Lambert and Ben McBride. Yep. You know? It was uh, I had talked with uh, with Greg Lambert before the TTS, and he said, "Would you be interested in sponsoring me?" I said, "Sure, I'll send you a, a little bit of money, like I did before, and you can put my sticker." He said, "I still got some of your stickers." I said, "Great, put them on the bike, did great." Well, once again, he's confused. Uh, you and I, and and he he thought I was the Loud Pipes guy, and I guess you were the Antique Cycles of Edgefield guy. So, but it was fine. I mean, I, I didn't do it for the advertisement for sure. I did it, you know, just to support, just you know. It just, it really does. It's a, it's a point of pride for me to say, Hey, I help one of the TT racers, you know, and and Greg Lambert, it was his, uh, I think it was his 30th year at the TTs this year. I mean, he's, he's yep. kind of the old man of the, of the crowd. I mean, he's kind of like the, uh, you know, he hasn't had the success of Dave Molyneux, but he's been there as, as long and, and, and does, and does really good. I mean, he's well-respected. He's won, he's won races over the years and, and they, they did really good. They were, they were hovering around the top 10 the whole Uh, the whole, you know, both races, you know, and looked looked good. Looked really good.
1: Yeah. Very bright, bright fluorescent bike this year compared to what it
0: was. I saw that. He he said he changed up the color because he wanted his sponsors to be seen this year. So, you know, he'd always been traditionally that white and red and blue, which was a great looking color scheme. I really like this old color scheme, but that yellow does pop that, that, that day glow yellow. It's hard to,
1: it's hard to miss. That loud loud pipe sticker was hard to miss. (laughs)
0: It was, you could see that loud pipe sticker. You could, you could absolutely pick it out. It was, uh, it was great, but, but you know, I've got the signed framed picture, you know, that he sent me. So, you know, from, from two years ago, three years ago. So,
1: yeah. And we, we did sponsor them, you know, up to a pretty good piece in 2019. Oh, yeah. Cause we, uh, if you go back and look in the older show notes, you know, not only was loud pipes on the bike, but we were on the suit on leathers on the yeah. leathers for 2019. Yeah. Up on the yeah. right on the shoulder.
0: Yeah, you, you spent some money you spent way more money than i did to sponsor it so you you as well deserved for the loud pipe sticker to be on the uh, yeah. number
1: 19. well and they got a freebie for 20 because we we did a little bit for 20 and they didn't i run. did too run, i, I so. did the
0: same thing yeah. they, they they got a little bit of money for me for from the, from the 22 that never that never happened so it was uh, but I, i'll say there again i'm i i'm just sending them enough money to buy a tire or two you know, yeah, not to uh and yeah, all they, the
1: um i i was working through uh, ben mcbride at the time but you know it felt like a lot of money but that was basically just the suits that was the yeah cost basically of the you just
0: suits. sponsored the suits basically yeah, yeah. you just sponsored the yeah. leathers basically yeah that's
1: so yeah, it's, it's funny it's, how that it's, yeah it's it's
0: you know as a former racer you know I mean, I, as a you know I race when i race dirt track and on the lowest most local level i know what it costs to run a, a a local race car you know those guys trying to run you know the the outfits they run that that's some You spend some money on it, you know, and there's not a lot of money out there to be made. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at like even the winning purses for any of the races, it's It's not very, it's not very much a few grand, you know, it's a few thousand pounds. It's, I think like say to win, like the seniors, it's something ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a, like 11,000 pounds or something, which is, you know, it's a good bit of money, but not when you're on a, you know, quarter million dollar bike, (laughs) it's right. Well, you're using, that much.
1: you're using what, two, two, three tires for a race. Oh, they yeah make yeah, two yeah. stops on that one
0: yeah and then but I mean all your practice all the stuff are a practice, your practice. Week too, you know fuel and, yeah, when you practice expense, yeah, yeah it's, you know, <clears throat> it's it's different and shoot just the just the cost of the ferry to get over there on the uh the Isle of Man steam racket company you know just uh oh, that's
1: okay. that enough to break your heart right there well you, you even see it to a small degree on the track day stuff like I bought a new suit this year and it, if I bought it new it would have been 1200 but I got it second hand for seven or eight and you know the airbag's going to be another eleven hundred, so you're over two grand. You know, just new uh, new suit for the year. Yeah,
0: but you know that's that's the one place you don't want to don't want to skimp on on no, safety.
1: It's it's no, it's it. funny when
0: I back years ago, like actually, when I was a kid, when I was when I was racing, uh, I was a, a teenager when I was racing dirt track, and that's the one thing is, is that when it comes time to buy me a helmet, my mama bought me a Simpson top of the line. You know, yeah, spent a thousand bucks to buy me a nice you know, carbon fiber race helmet with, you know, fire lining and all, you know, most guys are out there in motorcycle helmets tr- racing, you know, and but she's like, Nope, if you're going to go out there and do it, you're going to have the best equipment. So I had a nice fire suit and a, and a nice helmet, you know, thanks to my mom. So,
1: yeah, the suit was really nice upgrade this year. I mean, I did the helmet at the end of last year. So in, in 16 or 17, when I had that custom painted helmet, that was a, an RF 1200 showy or shoey, depending on where you're yeah. from. Uh, depending on where you're from, depending <laughs> on where you're from, or depends on your preference, and that All was right. the first premium helmet I had ever owned, and I have since bought a second one for the track, which I've retired to the street. And now I have an X14 for the track. So, oh yeah, it's uh, and oh, and that helmet, oh man, I, I will probably buy a second one because it it's that good in the fit department.
0: It's the it's the one place that you don't want to skimp. I, I will say that it it's you know. If you want to save money somewhere, your safety equipment is is not where you want to to save money on. You know, you save money on something else, you know, but not that. You know, stop at McDonald's and don't stop at Applebee's on the way home. Stop at McDonald's. Yeah, Yeah,
1: by 87 this this week, not 93.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. By 87 for the for the Audi this week. You know, don't put 93 in the Audi, you know. So
1: Yeah. Uh, Holy cow, like coming back from VIR. (laughs) So my my Jeep has a Hemi, so of course it's not great on gas. But i had run, i had run it down quite a ways and it was a hundred three dollars to fill it up and i had not paid you know i never paid a hundred dollars to fill that thing up
0: rich we we have a subaru we've got a two thousand seventeen subaru outback cost me eighty dollars to fill it up mm. you know i mean it's mm. it's crazy it's uh mm. you know thanks joe biden you know so uh that's another that's where another show comes that's another
1: podcast yeah we could start a whole other show on that one
0: we could, yeah, we start started holding it. I think there's already uh, a few out there, though. I think people are uh, already beat us to the punch on, on on that particular topic. But I was wondering, is it, it maybe cheaper to buy race gas pretty soon? You know, it's, it's funny, but I, I thought the only time I paid $5 a gallon is when I used to have to buy, you know, Turbo Blue or, or Sunoco. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, 100, I mean, 100 octane yeah. Sunoco at the pump at VIR was only, I guess it was about $7 a gallon, I yeah. think it was. I'm thinking, yeah, shoot, that's, that's only two dollars more I, than going down to the the sitco <laughs> that's right. I' just can' say there you go it's not much
0: but yeah, I just I can't get it at the circle k for much cheaper you know i can not can't get eighty seven at the circle k uh yeah.
1: and the I don't buy non ethanol anymore for the for the track bikes because the non ethanol around here has all gone to eighty seven it used to be yeah, eighty nine or ninety one but now it's like I got to have a little bit better than that. Your, your
0: secret is you got to go somewhere where the lake is. If you, if you find somewhere like around, uh, when we go up around like Lake Hartwell, um, and we go to the mountains all the time in the van. Uh, if you go up around Lake Hartwell, you'll find a lot of places that have ethanol free 93, uh, Marine, Marine uh, 93. Yeah. yeah. Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Just go any, any place that's right next to the lake where people fill their boats up, you'll find that. Cause around here, I've got one station that sells uh, ethanol free 90. So I run ethanol free in every, Everything I own, if I can, you know, the Subaru tolerates ethanol, so I I will. You know, I don't. I'm not so picky about it, but but everything, all my bikes and 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 the cars, if I can, I try. And there's one one pump here in town that's a 90 uh, octane ethanol free. There's another one that's 87 that I will get if nothing. I put it at my lawnmowers and stuff. But but I'm like you. I want to get want to get 90 or if I can get 93. There used to be one place in Augusta, North Augusta, Greg's Gas Plus at all their locations. The the Premium used to always be ethanol free, but it's not anymore. They've changed hands, so no. So yeah, you do have to look for it. There's, there's a there's a there's a place there's a an app called Pure Gas, and it tells you where all the stations are that have I've seen that, yeah. Uh, ethanol free, yeah. Pure, Pure Gas is pretty good. Pretty good app
1: to have. I like it when I'm on the road. But funny story, but my father and I are the exact opposite of of like the gas situation. So I always I run non ethanol and all the small engines. <laughs> you know, I got my, just the right fuel that I want for the track bike and stuff like that. And him and I were talking earlier this week and he's like, yeah, he's like, I just buy whatever. And I, I don't worry about it. He said, <laughs> he said, I had a chainsaw. I hadn't started in two years. It's got ethanol gas. in And he's like, it fired right up. He's like, I don't care. That's <laughs> um, if he would have cleaned out
0: as many bikes and stuff as I've seen that have ethanol gas sitting in it, he would know better than that. But the other thing is, too, is that, you know, my, you know, growing up, you know, my dad owned an Amoco service station. So I, I didn't think that, I thought it was a sin to put anything in a vehicle other than Amoco 93, right? And, you know, Amoco Ultimate. It, it was absolutely blasphemy to put it in, you know, anything other than Amoco 93. So that's how I grew up. So it, it you know, grew up at the service station, grew up, Knowing what good what good fuel does for your vehicles. And, and and now, you know, when I've been doing all these antique bikes, when I buy bikes from people, if they, you know, put this the cheapest thing they could find and, and let it set up for a couple of years with ethanol, just trying to clean all of that gunk, it's just, you know, better. You know, yeah.
1: you well, the, well, the newer it. stuff, the, the way I understand it, and I don't, you know, it probably still matters, but anything made, what do they say, like in the last 10 years, there's no rubber parts now. It's all silicone or something else. Right,
0: right. And that's, that's true. It, it's,
1: what that, you have to true. worry about Big, now is water because yeah. they, it absorbs right. more water, and that's your real problem.
0: Right, that, and that and that's true for the most part. Anything, especially cars, the last ten years, you, you don't have the rubber parts that's going to degrade. Yeah, uh, still on small engines, I still I, I just can't. You know, I you know I, I try not to run ethanol on any small any motorcycles, any um, lawn mower, chainsaw, generator. I fi- finally just bought the the honda 2200 generator i've always wanted for that oh, nice. I the uh yes yeah, so at the EU 2200 uh inverter
1: i tried to get one of those and i finally gave up and bought the the champion 2500 from bj's it's just i needed i needed something at the track so i could run the warmers if i couldn't get power so yeah. i just got right. one of those and it's it's a it's a fantastic little piece
0: yeah th- those are those are great i had a little uh, thousand watt uh Mitsubishi that I've had, I think it's for 20 years old and, I, and it was fairly quiet and it was really good. But, but when we camp places and it's this hot, now usually we, we don't oh, have to worry yeah. about air conditioning, but when it's this hot, I have an air conditioner and the, the 2200 run to run our little air conditioner for the van. And that's, that's what I, what I really want. And it's so quiet. I mean, that Honda is just, it's, you know, as Ferris Bueller said, if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up, you know, so it's.
1: Yeah. And the, the break-in procedure So, so the way I understand it with these and I, I talked to Alan about it. He did a bunch of research. He's got a couple of predators from Harbor Freight, yeah. and you know the break-in procedure. If if you do it right and get all the metal out of it, I guess they they'll run a long time. You know, not oh, yeah. not like yeah, a Honda, but you know, you get you some Lucas heavy-duty oil stabilizer. Yeah, put a little of that in the cylinder. Do about a fifty-fifty mix in the crankcase. Roll it over a few times and then start it for like thirty seconds. Dump the oil, and then do like yeah. another. Fifty-fifty mix. Run it for a couple of minutes. Same thing. Dump it, and then you know refill it as normal. And then, so I, I kind of did that. My second one, I think I ran it for like an hour with like a partial load. I kept varying the load, and then I dumped that oil, and it was quite silver. So I, then I ran it again and dumped that, and then I took it to the track. Yeah, awesome. That should be good. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, while we're talking about before we get off the TT subject, you know, there, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the the dark side of the tt this year you know we there were there were five deaths this year and it yeah. was uh
1: i, I didn't want to end on a low note so we're gonna have to do something else after this one but, we,
0: we will we will yeah I, five, I, i'll make sure of that but i, I just i just didn't you know i feel agree. right not mentioning it but but i want to mention it in a in a in a positive way because i just there's so many people that don't that aren't close to this type of racing that don't know much about it that all they see is is that oh there were so mm-hmm. many deaths over the years oh there were five deaths this year, and, and just what a terrible thing it was. But I mean, it's just it, 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 these guys love this. This is what these guys do. So you know you know you know Mark Persolo, you know he passed, he was the first one of the week you know during practice week. Uh, and then of course the, uh, the French sidecar team that wrecked and, uh, uh, Cesar Chanel, you know, he, uh, ended up, you know, he was the, the, the driver that, that, that died on that outfit. Uh, and then, you know, you had a, had a guy, Davy Morgan, 52 years old, had been 80 races out there,
1: you know? Yeah. So and, not a newcomer at all,
0: not a newcomer. I mean, a guy that had been there for, for years and years. And then, you know, you had the father son team, uh, Roger Bradley Stockton, you know, um, that's no, the real heartbreaker in the side, that car. was it. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that sidecar team. And the father had been doing it for, for years. And I think that the son had just gotten into it being the passenger for him. Uh, and it was, it was, it was a heartbreaker, but, but you know, what you, what you've got to know about this sport and these guys is, I mean, these guys know that they know that going into it and, and they love it. I don't, I don't know that if it wasn't, if, if that wasn't a chance, I don't, I don't know that a lot of these guys would do it. And, and they don't have that, de- by no means they have a death wish. It's just that, you know, it's almost like the closer you are to death, the more alive you feel. So these guys, yeah. they, they, it's, it's what they, I'll tell you, the, the documentary I was talking about earlier, the, uh, the religion of speed, the, the, the space between, which is about the TT races, the one that followed, um, uh, Dominic Herbertson and, uh, uh, James Hillier, it, it a, they they have a really good insight because the year that they filmed that one was the year that Dan Neen got killed, um, and and those guys both were closer. They they both were, you know knew the guy you know, and they were they were talking about you know that's they were talking about how they look at it. And I mean it, it's you, you you know that and and people say well how could you go out there and race after your your mate just got killed? And he's like you know that's how we honor him. You know mm-hmm. that's what he would want to. Do. That's what he would do if he were here. You know. Yep. So it's, you know, I'm like you said, I don't want to, I don't want to end on a down note. And I I just, I've just seen so many people running it down and, oh, you know, I just can't believe it. But I'm like, I've said it many times, you know, you you can slip in the bathtub in the morning and get killed, but you don't quit taking a bath because it's a possibility. You know, I I tell people all the time, I, I, you know, I've ridden motorcycles now through, you know, 21 countries. You know, if you, if you hear that I've. You know, cashed it in overseas, riding a motorcycle. You know, don't cry for me. Right, you know, I that's,
1: was doing something. Alone. That's the way to you know, go. That's, yeah,
0: that's how I wanted to go. You know, that was a.
1: Uh, well, like you said, way you're, preferable. You're doing something you love. It, it 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 is a risk, right? It's like anything you do in life. It, you're you have to take a certain amount of risk to to enjoy yeah. it. And you know, racing and motorcycles in general are are not risk free, despite any right. you know safety gear or, or whatnot. But yeah, I would. I would much rather. I'm the of the same opinion of you. If if I get taken out on the street or on the track or somewhere, you know, don't don't shed a tear because I was doing what I love, wringing the neck of some bike on some mountain road or on some track somewhere. Probably would you know, with a smile on my face until the last heartbeat right but, but the real right. tragedy is yeah you slip on a bar of soap in the tub and bust your head I see it and
0: it happens yeah that <laughs> it sucks happens. i mean
1: you should cry like the, a like a bitty at that point you know?
0: the road the the road that i go to the the last road i'm on in augusta right before i get to uh, our plant every morning you know tw- twice a day i'm on mike paget highway highway 56 uh in augusta that's probably the most dangerous thing I do in life is to drive on, <laughs> on Mike Padgett Dieway, as we call it. Cause it's such a dangerous road. I mean, you, you're in Charlotte up there, man, you're on those. I mean, I, I can't think of a more dangerous thing to do than just drive a car around the ring of, in, in Charlotte, you know? So uh, people get yeah. killed all the time up there, but you, you don't quit doing it because of that. So, no. so I do want to make sure that we mention that because it, 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 unfortunately it's a part of the, it's a, it's a part of the sport. Like I say it's hard to love a sport that's so cruel but it it really it's one of those things that you you do you know and yeah. and you can't ignore it um it's you know I think about I think about the Dunlop family I think about oh, you man. know I I think about you know I think about them and you know Joey Dunlop and 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 Robert Dunlop that were just you know legends and and both of them went out on the track you know both of them got killed on the track and then you know the the son you know Robert's son's uh uh you know Michael and, and, uh, and William, you know, uh, the day, the, the day before their dad's funeral, the day after their dad got killed at the Northwest 200, you know, Michael Dunlap went out there and won the race, you know, and just, you know, how, how better than to honor your father than to exactly. go out there and, and win that race, you know, and just, you know, and in sense, you know, the, you know, William, you know, he got, he got killed, uh, at a track a couple of years ago as, as well. And it's, and it's, it's brutal, especially on that one family, but, but they, they love it. I mean, they're, they're the heart of that sport and, and, and they know, I mean, that's, that's who they are, you know, and it's, 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 it's what they do. So, so anyway, I would mention it, but you know, it's, we, we won't dwell on it because there, there was too many good things to go on too much, too much happy stuff to talk about than to, then to, than to let it, but it, it needs to be said, but
1: exactly. But we'll, yeah, we'll we, yeah. We, we celebrate their racing careers. And like you said, you know, nothing but condolences and and our prayers to the family and, and friends like that. But as a racer and as fans, like you would want, you would want things to go on yeah. and, and the racers would want the same exact thing.
0: I, 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 absolutely. You know, that's, that's a, that's, that's what we do. We, we, we go on. Cause like I say, I mean, I promise you if I say the name Joey Dunlop, people mm-hmm. know who that is, yep. but yep. there's, there's millions of people out there. Like you said, that, that guy slipped on a bar. over the guy got killed, making a left turn across Mike Padgett highway. And, you know, nobody knows his name, but, but you know, those, those guys, those guys that they, they built their legacy and they, and they've, uh, and they, and they went out doing
1: what they love. Yep. Yeah. Same exact thing. I had, I was going to meet a, a coworker for coffee a couple months ago, you know, riding the redhead through some side roads of Matthews. And I see a car coming and this, this driver is looking to the left. They're not even looking at the road, they're looking wherever they need to go on the left. So I just got ready. Cause I'm like, at some point, this car is going to make a left, and they're not even seeing me. So, like, I'm slowing down, slowing down. Sure enough, <laughs> right in front of me, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can drive
0: like they're trying to kill you, man. That's <laughs> that's how you stay alive on a motorcycle. You see it's it. I assume
1: in slow motion. Yep. You're just like, I know exactly what's going to happen here.
0: <laughs> yes, I can see this is not going well. I better, I better because he's not paying attention. Yeah. I better pay attention. So
1: yeah, there's no ABS on that bike. First time I I chattered the front <laughs> end.
0: I was like, wow. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because I mean I, I well I actually I had two bikes with ABS. I just I sold the uh, the uh,
1: the thirteen hundred, but
0: I still got the uh, the BMW R eleven fifty GS Adventure, and it's got ABS. And it is a weird feeling when you do actually use it because it's mm-hmm. like all my other bikes. I'm used to power sliding, and they're like oh this that's
1: nice. The that's ABS kicks nice, yeah. in. I, I don't touch nice. the front. Yeah, I like Great. that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, but I, can we tie? Let's tie the so we can yeah. perhaps tie the the incidents back to John McGinnis. So do you think, you know, 50 years old, a hundred races, a hundred plus races now, do you think seeing five people die doing what they love this year? Does that add a little something to him to say, you know, maybe, maybe I am done, I, right. I'm not, I'm not at the top anymore. Like, does that, you help? know,
0: I think his old lady probably is in his ear. Honestly, oh, yeah. I, I think that that I think that his old lady is probably in his ear, saying that yes, you know, you you need to you need to think about this. Not so much for the man himself. I, I think that you know, I think to be at the level that John McGinnis is, I, I think that that thought has 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 left his head. I think that he. He's one of those that he he understands the risk and he knows That's that if it happens, mind. it happens. Yeah. But I, I I but I don't think it's fatalistic. I, I don't think he's going out there going, oh well. I know there's a good chance. No, I think he I think he's seen it up close. He, he's had some bad wrecks, you know, because he was out for a couple of years because he'd had such. Well,
1: you know, in, ni- he, 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 in nineteen, he was pretty banged up. Even on the bike. he was banged up. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. 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 He was banged up because he'd really hurt his uh, he hurt his had a crash, hurt his leg real bad, and was on a on a cane, actually walking with a cane. Um, and he's, and he's recovered since then, but, but yeah, I think about that. And I think about, you know, I think he had a real good showing this year. So I think that I kind of thought this may be with hundred starts. I kind of thought he might announce it. I think a lot yeah. of people did. Yeah, thought he might announce it, but I'm kind of torn. I think he'll be back next year now. <laughs> maybe it, maybe ran, one of
1: those deals, maybe he ran better than he thought he was going to. And it's like, whoa, and, wait a and I <laughs> think that was it
0: too. I think if he would have went out and got embarrassed, I think if he would have yeah, went yeah. out
1: and because it's been a few years now,
0: it's been, it's been three years for everybody, but mm-hmm. I think, I don't, I don't know if he raced in, if he, if he raced in 19, I don't think he raced the big bikes. I think he only maybe raced a little because he was, I know he's pretty banged up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's been a little longer for, for him. Well,
1: he and, was on that, um, uh, what was that bike? It had zero. had an Aprilia V4 in it, but it was, a it's another British bike. Norton, remember he tried to do a thing with yeah, Norton. That's right.
0: Yeah, he was he was on the Norton, that's but right. he couldn't the, the ride the it.
1: He was in pain. The bike was not good. And
0: right, right, right. That shiny, that shiny chrome clad yeah. uh, Norton. Loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but and that, and that's true. That's that's. But I, I think that. But I almost think it's like what you said though. I think it's if he would have went out and had a really bad showing. Yeah. yeah. I think he probably would have said, "Yeah, kind of uh, this it. is kind of a swan song." And you know, you know, you know, cheers, mate, and 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 we're done here. But I think he did really, you know, I think he did a lot better than he thought he was going to. I think he, I think it felt good too. I think it was fun just to see him in the paddock afterwards, yeah, and, and to see him smiling and to see how well he did. I, I think it was. So may, maybe he'll be around a little bit longer. I, I think that I almost wondered about him over the years breaking Joey Dunlop's record, but that's such a such a magical thing because Joey Dunlop's such a legend. I don't think anybody wants to be the guy yeah. to break that. But I think what we're waiting on is, here. here's the only acceptable way it'll happen. If you can get Michael Dunlop, if you can get him those other five wins, if you can get Michael Dunlop up there to be at least tied with Joey Dunlop, if you can get him to 26 wins, people won't feel so bad about breaking that record. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I think right now it's kind of one of those things that you, you know, you want to be the guy, but you don't want to be the guy that knocks off Joey Dunlop, you know, your mon you know, you, know, you can't knock off your mon Uh, but it's.
1: Well, how many, you know, you, how many does Peter Hickman have?
0: Uh, well, he, he's still kind of, he's got a, he's got a bunch, but he's, still it's, young. uh, yeah, he's still young. He, he's, he's got, uh, what? He's probably got ten or eleven now, I reckon, or uh well, just
1: I'd look it up to be this year sure, he sure j- just this year he got Superbike. He got four
0: yeah he got four this year Superbike, four. super
1: stock super twin and the senior yeah he got four yeah that's
0: four he had four wins this year yeah
1: Man, man on fire and it seems like a a fun guy to sit down and have a beer with as well as do all yeah. all these road racers they seem like you know the, the kind of lads you just love to sit in the pub, blow the frost off a couple, have some kippers, some Manx kippers. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> some main kippers. It's uh, th- th- those guys are like, that. like I, like I said, those uh, you know, th- those guys are just. I mean, it, it, they are how they appear on TV. It's not like. You know, you be in the in the in the Charlotte area. You, NASCAR is huge up there, and you you know these NASCAR guys, and you, and you see how they are on TV or on talk shows and stuff, and you see them around town. And some guys are really like that. Some guys are not. You know, yeah. I, I've I've I was around racing all my life. I've I've met guys that were just just down to earth country folk, and and just you know just and and it's that way with lots of you know celebrities, pseudo celebrity people. The, the the tt racers guys those guys are just like, just like you see i mean they are they're like a i mean if you walked into a pub and i tell you i've got a good example we we're talking about william dunlop earlier i've got a a picture that a friend of mine from ireland sent me that he he ran into uh michael dunlop uh, ran into william dunlop coming out of an ice cream shop in in ireland and just uh spoke to him said, hey can i get a picture so yes, yeah, so he leaned up against this guy's motorcycle, my friend's motorcycle and and took a picture, you know, with him. Cause he's like, Hey, he's just, you know, happy as, you know, happy as a lot to do it. And, and the guys that I've met personally, when I was over there, you know, you, you walk around the, because you can walk around the paddock. And I mean, those guys are just, you know, they're glad to talk to you if they've got a minute, you know, if you pick your, pick your right time. I mean, they're just, most of those guys are working on their own bikes, you know? So it it's just, it's, it really is this, and they say Peter Hickman's such a you know such a good guy. You know, uh, Dean Harrison, you know Michael Dunlap. They're, they're just you know super nice guys, you know, and just uh, you know. Cause I know you probably have some people argue with you over who, but it, but you're right. I just love to sit down in a in a pub and 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 have a beer with them, and I'd be just as happy. As long as you're buying, they'd be just as happy to drink one with you, you know. So
1: cool. So yeah, and I don't know anything else on the the TT side you want to cover. Like I said, I. Just happy that it's back, and I was overloaded by the content. I'm I'm still rewatching it because I didn't, you know, because the sessions are so long. Like last night's a perfect example. I wanted to rewatch day one racing because I, I kind of got interrupted that day. The rest of it I, I watched completely, but I wanted to rewatch day one, and just the superbike race was almost two hours long. So next thing I know, it's right. after midnight. It's like I got to go to bed. I can't watch the rest <laughs> of it. I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's i
0: it, it, it really is. I mean it it's it's amazing, but you gotta figure in a four-lap race, those guys are doing, you know, 150 miles, you know, in yeah. a four-lap every every lap's, you know, almost thirty-eight miles, you know.
1: Well think of it so here's the contrast. Like, you know, my my son Bryce, we've talked before and he wanted to be on the show tonight because he wanted to talk about MotoGP. But I was like, I told him we don't have time for that tonight. Just it <laughs> it's full with TT. So that's a, whole nother, that's a whole other episode, son. But when we watch MotoGP, we try to catch it live, and it, he'll just wait right up until the the green flag. So right as the warm up lap is finishing, you know, he hops on the couch, and less than forty minutes later, the race is over. You know, yeah. And that's it. You know, we're off to breakfast and whatever we're doing for the day, but you know, this here, these guys are on the bikes going flat out for nearly two hours and still they get yeah. off like, like no one's business. I mean, these, some of these GP guys, and I know they're in good shape and it's, it's a different kind of racing, but you know, it, it, 20 laps of racing, some of these guys are exhausted, you know, <laughs> they're like, they're done. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it is different. It's different. It's like, I mean, it's like sprinting and marathon. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. both
1: runners, but it, it's a different, it's a different kind yep.
0: But yeah, I mean, what what amazes me is, especially in the days with the uh, with the six lap races, you know, those guys would run, you know, two hundred miles worth of worth of races, and then get off a bike and go get on another bike, you know, and run another, you know, when they're running two races a day, get on the bike and run that's another. A lot. Yeah, that's that that's that's a lot. That that's a. But it, it is, it's, 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 it's funny because like I said, when you're used to watching short track racing, if you're used to watching MotoGP or Moto America or World Superbike, like you said, 40, 45 minutes, the, you know, race is over and, and, and you're, you know, they're doing the, you're in Park Ferme, they're, they're doing the champagne and then, oh, yeah. you know, you're going about your business. <laughs> these Even guys as... are on the bike. Yeah. The, these guys are on the bike for two hours, you know, yeah. at, at you know. <laughs> At an average of 130 miles an hour, you know, over city streets, you know, over over public roads,
1: yeah, and mountain pass. A, yeah, public roads, on, just
0: a just a jumps. whole, yes, it's a it's a it's a whole different animal. And those guys are, I mean, it's it's a different breed. But there again, you know, when you when you look at um, when you look at the MotoGP guys, and then like you know, these guys have personal trainers, and they've got they've got a regiment. Yeah, and they're, and they're super getting, fit. You know, they, yeah, they're super fit. You see these guys. I mean, like you know, I hate to keep going to Michael Dunlop, and he actually was funny. because I hate to I hate to keep ragging yeah. on him because he, he really looked good this year. He really has trimmed down. He really looked good. But I mean, those guys still—they yeah. got beer guts, you know, and they're and they just you know they're they're sitting there with a pint of beer in their hand and uh, you know eating the full English, you know, twice a day and. And, you know, it's, it's, then they're out there doing it. And it's just, you know, to me, it's like when you see these guys that are, that are bodybuilders
1: versus like right. world strong men, yeah. you know, and they can't run 10 like minutes.
0: Arnold, Yeah. They're like Arnold Schwarzenegger and they're all cut and, and and ripped. But then you see, you know, guys like Magnus from Magnuson that, you know, the, the world used world strongest man for me, that guy's this huge fat guy, but God, he's toting refrigerators under each arm, you know? Yeah. So it's a different kind of athlete. So, yeah. Yeah, but it, it is. It, it's, it's amazing to think what those guys do. I mean, you've been on motorcycle trips before. You've ridden a motorcycle for, for 200. I know I have. I've ridden a motorcycle for 200 miles uh, at a stretch without, you know, uh, you know, with mainly only one stop or something. C- imagine doing what they do and, and doing it at 130 miles an hour. Yeah, and stop know? twice. And stop twice, yeah. Stop twice for, for a tire. 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, for a tire and some fuel, you know. It's, it's well, a, it's a gonna... whole...
1: Yeah, Friday, so I'm going up to Gettysburg to do some ride with John and my brother Kenny and Dangerous Dave and the crew, so that'll be four, I don't know, four or five hundred miles, 450 miles, whatever it is, seven hours in the saddle, and yeah, I'll stop probably four times, if not more.
0: Right, right. As you should. I mean, you want to be, you want to, you want to enjoy your ride. I mean, I've know. i got friends that do Iron Butch, you know, do a thousand, you know, do a thousand miles in, in, in 24 hours and they do it, you know, many times. That's great, but I don't enjoy
1: that. You know, no. I want to,
0: I want to go somewhere. I want to, I've ridden a thousand miles in 24 hours and I, I don't remember enjoying any of it. You know, it's uh
1: well, in a day, uh, a day of riding, a day of riding on the interstate to me, is just a means to get to some better riding. You know, and it, I, I used to complain about this when, when I guess when I started the show, it's like, ah, I'm not, you know, if my bike's on a trailer, it's, it's stolen, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, screw that. Like put the bike on the trailer and I'll, I'll drag it to PA and then I'll ride the roads when I get there.
0: <laughs> you know, and there's, and there's something to be said. I, I'll tell you, um, you know, being in the Goldwing community for so many years, we were real, proud of that when we went somewhere for a rally we rode I oh mean, yeah you know but as we get older you know like i said all my friends they they had a gold gathering out in south dakota this year and every one of my friends towed their bike out there and then yeah. rode and i was i was on them, man i gave them such hell about that but it's because it's you know you, under, you understand that you know i, I want to enjoy myself and it's 100 degree heat so i don't want yeah. four days of riding you know 500 miles a day in, you know, 110 degree heat to get out there and to be so miserable to not enjoy my trip, you know. It's like, you know, even us, you know, with, uh, you know, when Lynn and I we've got this, you know, we've got our four-wheel drive Sprinter van now that we that we camp in. I've got a uh I've got a hitch carrier and I carry either I I carry our Honda Helix sometimes, our little 250 uh, scooter, I carry my DR350 dirt bike and I carry mm-hmm. Uh, I bought the V-Strom, you know, I've got the V-Strom 650. I bought specifically because that's the, that's the biggest bike I could put on the back of that, uh, on the back of that van and I feel comfortable <laughs> carrying it. But I love, but I love that though. I love that. I mean, that's a, that's a great, you know, dual sport tour uh, that I, I put on the back of the van. We drive up to the mountains, we, we find a campsite and we we park and then I, I load that, unload the bike. And then Lynn and I can, you know, we can run to the, You know, we can run to get groceries if we need to, we can run to go to dinner or I can go out and run, you know, highway 28 or Warman road or, or run the gravel. We don't run a lot of gravel roads with it as well. And, and I really enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, having a good trip up there in the van and then being able to take the bike out and enjoy it, you
1: know? Yeah. And I think that's where I've, I've really settled into track day riding as my thing because you load everything up in the Jeep and the trailer. You know, take it to the track for a day or two days, you know, set up, just, you know, go all out for 20 minutes out of every hour. And then when I'm done, I just get in the Jeep and take a nice relaxing ride home, you know? There and, you go. And, and that's, and, you know, that's my of, day, you know?
0: And out on that track, you know, you're way less likely to have a guy on a black Audi turn left in front of you, you know, and, 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 and
1: kill you, you know? So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Friday will be interesting. I haven't taken a long ride in a while, but it'll be seven hours in the heat to get the PA, and yeah. then we'll hang out Friday night. Dave's got Stay stuff.
0: hydrated, my brother. Stay hydrated.
1: <laughs> I'm going to turn it into a sprint race. Like, I'm going to run 100 miles as quick as I can. And then I'm going to get off and find some water and then do it again.
0: And, and, that's, and that's the way to do it. That's usually what we did is uh, when I do a lot of long distance touring, especially like all the, all the trips we took when uh, we do in Europe. That's what we like to do. Is uh, I like to ride about hundred miles, which is about you know two three hours, and then get off. You know, get something to drink, walk around, find some fuel. You know, usually you know not, I've got way more range than that on the bike, but it's you know just gives you a, a reason to get off and stretch and and kind of look around and and it just keeps your focus too. You know, because if you just yeah you know you you go hour on hour on a, on the interstate or the motorway and then and you you know which I try to avoid. I we we like to go secondary road back roads everywhere we go but it, it's it, it does it gets monotonous and it gets just to be it gets to be a grind gets to be a chore you know i've you know i've ridden the i've ridden the autobahn uh for about six hours one day when we were getting from uh from austria up back up into um through germany back up into holland see my friends at, at biker's best so we had a long day to get there and so i've done six or eight hours on on the on the german autobahn but man you don't enjoy it.
1: No. Yep, everyone has their thing. So, some people long distance, some people track, some dirt. Yep, whatever you're into, just enjoy it.
0: That's, that's exactly right. Long as your knees are in the breeze, we don't judge you. You could even trailer to your destination. Yes, we'll sir. We'll be okay with that. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, man, this is, I'm so glad that you decided to to blow the dust off the old podcast equipment. Let's talk about the TTs because. I've been having withdrawals, man. It was, it was such a, it was such a great, uh, such a great experience this year with TT plus, uh, you know, and it's, it's been like a month now that I, I haven't ever talked to anybody about it. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's good to, it's good to have this outlet
1: so we can, we can talk about it and reminisce for sure. And yeah, I, I missed it, you know, not just, not just missed, um, you know, talking about motorcycles, but just the whole process, you know, I, en- I enjoy the audio production. I enjoy the, everything that goes into making a podcast and, and then getting to talk about your, your passion at the same time is is just a bonus. So yeah, I, I appreciate you having on this, or I appreciate okay. you joining me. And uh, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with this going forward. I mean, I I was talking to John and Rico and I said, you know, I'm not looking to, to restart and do like a weekly cadence or anything, but maybe just make it two at a time, you know, like this, you and I yeah. talk about TT and you know, Rico and I can get on and catch up, or we'll see what John's doing, and just kind of rotate around and maybe find some guests. You know, and just keep it fun, casual. Ha- have fun
0: with it. That's that's the yeah. thing is, is is you know, you now that you've 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 stepped away from it, so you you got a little perspective of of what you liked about it and what you missed about it. Yep. And then you know, you definitely probably know what you don't like about it—the the grind of it, <laughs> trying to get a schedule, trying to trying to get a. So so maybe this is a it's, it's a way to restart it. It's a way to. To kick it off i'm I'm honored that you know you and I were able to be the the first one out of the gate uh, for the for the new for the, for the new uh, phase of of loud pipes maybe it's the uh, the the special editions you know the the uh, the the occasional addition. But I, so I'm 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 honored. I'm I'm definitely glad we got to get on here and, and uh, talk about the, talk about our passion with the TT, and I I hope that we can do this again uh, next year, mm. uh, maybe after we've been to the TT. Oh. You know, if it works out next year or the or the year after, because I I'm I, it made me the coverage this year made me want to go back so bad. So I'm you know it's w-
1: always a possibility. So do you think that the TT Plus now will that cover the classic or anything else? I wonder. You know,
0: I don't think so.
1: I don't probably I don't, not.
0: Uh, I, I don't think so. I, well, it might. They they might they try it, but I, I don't know that there's the same interest in the live feed of like the the Manx Grand Prix or the you know and, well, you know I think about that because it's the Manx Grand Prix. They they might for the Manx Grand Prix because not not so much for the classic TT, which they they probably would throw in there since it was you know it's the same you know festival of motorcycling. Yeah. Uh. Fortnite. Um. So I, I don't know. But i I don't think they had any plans I hadn't seen any plans to to do it well and I guess but, I,
1: I don't mean I don't mean like the full live experience and all that I just mean whatever coverage comes out of the other events you know related to the Isle of Man would just get posted to the app you know what I mean like whatever oh
0: yeah and, and, and review maybe. videos and, and stuff like that right May, maybe I hope so I definitely hope so um we were uh we were we were actually talking about going over to the classic again this year, the classic TTs, because we we had some airfare to to spend. We ended up just booking. Uh, we we've got a trip to Nova Scotia going in uh, in in September. Nice, but but we were talking about going back over just to go to the, maybe to the to the classic uh, TTs Max Grand Prix. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would love to see that. Maybe, maybe we can start a write-in campaign and get, uh, get, get, uh, TT plus to, uh, get some coverage of the, of those other races, or, you know, the, the Southern 100 when it comes back, I think they, they, they did say they're not having the Southern 100 this year, right? but uh, maybe it'll be back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be back uh, next year. And then maybe that'll be a, maybe it will be a regular thing. Maybe, uh, maybe TT plus will pick that up and, and we'll get to see more races from the island.
1: So yeah, maybe we'll do this. I'll have a, I'll mix in a show with Rico and John and Bacon and and other people for a while, and then in a couple of months, perhaps we do a little planning session for TT twenty three.
0: Yeah, something yeah. like
1: that. Awesome. All right. Well, any anything you want to mention or or plug? I know you've got your Antique Cycles Edgefield. I don't know if that's more of a hobby well, for you know, nowadays. This, well, or it's, anything it's, else going it's
0: still, on? Steel. It, it is more of a hobby these days, and I, I've I've kind of you know kind of stepped away from it a, a good bit. Just. You know, we've got other things going on. Just like I say, the, the, the wife and I, we've, we've, uh, she, she's got into gravel bicycling so much that we do a lot of, uh, right. she does a lot of gravel races now. She's on a gravel team. Uh, there's a guy that owns a, uh, actually, of, of all things, one of the guys she rides with owns a, uh, uh, East Coast motorcycle parts, actually owns a company selling motorcycle parts and he needed, to spend some advertising dollars. So he sponsored a uh, gravel racing team with her and some of her friends from the Aiken bicycle club. So, so we, we take the, the, the van, the sprinter van, and and we go in camp and, and she does races and I, I ride motorcycles while she's out racing. And, uh, we, go back and do, to the camp, drink beer, and cook steaks, and then uh, come home uh, for the weekend. So so we had that going on, so I hadn't been working on as many bikes. I'm, I'm actually trying to thin out some of my project bikes, just trying to sell some of the ones I've got that I just know I'm never going to get to. I, I delivered a bike this weekend to my uncle. I uh, had a friend of mine, old Goldwing friend of mine, give me uh, an 83 Goldwing that had been in storage for 10 years in Aiken. He lives in in California. He was out here for work. And had this bike here with him and just left it. So he, he needed to clean out the storage shed. He gave it to me. So uh my Uncle Randall had sold his uh, Harley a couple of years ago and hadn't had a bike in a couple of years. And so I, I got this bike running and I and I gave it to him. So I delivered it Sunday. So that's really the only bike work I've been doing is is that and kind of gonna sell off a lot of my other project bikes. I think I'm gonna I've got a 72 bmw r60 i'm going to put together and i've got my 52 triumph i'm going to put together i finally got the you know the magneto back for it i'm gonna put it together and and that'll probably be the last two project bikes i do for a while uh but other than that like say said we're just trying to camp and 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 ride gravel bikes and and kind of bum around the southeast and live that van life and uh had that going on and and you know other than that just uh you know trying to trying to enjoy life a little more, slow down a little bit more, kind of like you stepping yeah, away from the podcast yeah, and going yeah. to uh track days, you know, it's, it's kind of, kind of more that, uh, self-focus these days. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, very good. We will have to set something up in the future. And, and like I said, the show is, is sort of back. I don't know what we're doing, but I guess you can look for, look for an episode from time to time. Certainly not a weekly cadence or anything regular, but you know, maybe once a month or, Every couple of weeks, as we come up with something to talk about, we'll we'll put out a show.
0: Awesome! I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure. I hope everybody else is as well. I'm sure all the guys from uh, from Slack Pack, the uh, the the guys from Loud Pipes, I know they'll be glad to see it back up on the uh, new. Those those people on from around the world on Spotify will just love to see that that new episode pop up in their in their feed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't, I hadn't actually told anybody in in Slack or anything. I I put a little teaser on Instagram just because the account was still valid. And then, you know, you and a couple other people had responded. So that's the only mention there has been of it. So I'm, I'm just going to drop the episode tonight or tomorrow and without mentioning it and we'll see, (laughs) we'll see what happens. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you, sir. Always appreciate the company and the time and we'll go ahead and shut this one down and We will talk to everyone next time.
0: Hey, thanks, Rich. Enjoyed it.
1: Yes, sir. Take care.